Welcome to the Durban Christian Centre South Message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus and help build your relationship with our Lord Jesus. With you, we agree that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Here is Dr. Johnny Krobler with the Word from God just for you. Amen, amen. Now, today I've got a good word for you. And I've entitled my message, God is my Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus taught us in Matthew 6 verse 9, He says, Pray this way, our Father who art in heaven. Our Father, today we thank you for your blessing, for your presence, for your living word of life and truth. And we thank you that you anoint your word that you open our ears to hear, and that you bring revelation of your fatherhood to each and every life and the manifestation of its power and glory in your church. We bless you for that and thank you for anointing this service. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. For us who are born again, God is our Father. The Bible says in Psalm 63, verse 3, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Hallelujah. Now, unfortunately, we see the way we see our earthly fathers and the way we see authority figures around us massively impacts and influences our perception of God the Father. The revelation that God is our Father should bring comfort and courage and fill our hearts with hope and with confidence. But why do people struggle to relate to Him or receive from Him? How do they find themselves feeling distant? How is it that people feel unable to receive from God. It's a warped, broken father image that damages our image of God, and it limits our faith. We mistakenly compare God the Father with our experiences of earthly fathers and earthly authority figures. Children who are abandoned by their fathers, assume that God does not care. They suffer rejection. I was one of them, suffering rejection and thinking that you do not matter. You see, Satan uses abuse and guilt and shame to separate us and make us feel far from God. And as a result of that, people struggle in their prayer. Things that neg- there are things that negatively affect our, heavenly, our image of our Heavenly Father. Things like rejection, abandonment, an uncaring and cold environment, abuse, being brought up in an orphanage. I remember my mother, when she was a child, uh, the family were too poor, and she was brought up in an orphanage. And she had so much rejection and pain from that. Unfair treatment, being misunderstood or ridiculed. And when parents 
failed to protect you. Authority figures can even say negative things, and they impact you. They stay with you for life. They tell you you'll never mount to anything. You're not good enough. You'll never make it. You're a loser. And all these things cause damage, and we need our minds renewed. We need restoration. We need healing in our souls. We need our relationship with our Heavenly Father to be restored. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that we must be renewed in the mind of our spirit. Our Heavenly Father, saints, is nothing like any person that you know on the face of the earth. Jesus said in, in Matthew eleven twenty seven, No one knows the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Look what a miracle life a, the Son of God led because he truly knew the Father. And it's my prayer today that revelation will come to your heart, that areas where the enemy has built strongholds and uh, built uh, deceptions into your mind will be broken today. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you for a deeper revelation of your fatherly love and your anointing in this place today. Hallelujah. Saints, God is more loving, more gracious, more kind, and compassionate than anybody that you've ever known. He is true, and He is perfect. We sang that song, You are perfect in all of your ways. I want you to say with me today, Heavenly Father, today I receive your word to renew my mind. I receive your healing balm to restore my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. Hallelujah. As an example of how people get things wrong, you know, when people hear the story, the well-known story of the Garden of Eden, they assume it's a story where God rejected Adam and Eve. But actually, it's a story of God's mercy and grace and loving kindness. It's a story about how Adam and Eve were deceived into sin and Satan brought guilt and condemnation on them. And so they ran away from God. And the Bible says they went and hid behind a tree because of their guilt. And they did not call for God. But I noticed that while they were hiding from God, God came down and God sought for them. God called for them. When God found them, they were naked, they were ashamed, they were guilty, they were bound in sin. But we, we would have thought from the story that God would come down on them, but He didn't. When God found them, He was merciful. He did not condemn them. He did not abandon Adam and Eve or write them off. He showed them love and He took steps to restore them. He immediately sacrificed an animal to cover their nakedness. He still loved Adam. He still loved Eve, but He cursed the serpent. He saved and He protected Adam and Eve, but He cursed the ground. 
he, he shielded them and provided salvation for them and he sacrificed creation. Desperate acts of love to save those whom he loves because God the Father loves you more than anything in this world. Hallelujah. Because God the Father loves us, the Bible says he's unwilling that any should perish. Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son. A young man who took his inheritance and he left his father's house. And he spent all his money living wildly and sinfully. But he lost everything. And he ended up with pigs. Feeding pigs. He was poor. He was rejected. Nobody cared for him anymore. He was guilty and dirty. He was so desperate and ashamed of himself. But then he said, I will return to my father's house. And I will say to my father, Father, I've sinned. And I'm not worthy to be called your son. Please make me like one of your hired servants. He expected that his father would be angry with him and treat him as he deserves. But the Bible tells us that while he was still a long way off, his father was waiting, sitting, looking for him. And when his father saw him coming, he ran to meet his son. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. He embraced him. He welcomed him back. His father was so happy that his son had returned. He prepared a feast. He put a robe on him. He put his, a ring back on his finger. He said, let's rejoice because my son was lost, but now he's back. And he restored his son. He gave him back his place. Hallelujah. I want you to know that is who your father is. He's a loving father, a gracious father. God really cares about you. In fact, the Bible shows us that God loves you more than a mother can ever love you. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 15, it sa he says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of a womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I've inscribed you on the palm of my hand. Dearly beloved, God greatly delights in you. He doesn't just bear with you. The Bible says he rejoices over you with singing hallelujah. You are more important to your heavenly father than what you can ever imagine. He doesn't just see you as one of many. The Bible says he knows you by name. The Bible says that in Psalm 139 verse 13, for you formed me, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Hallelujah. This heavenly father of ours. And then he says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. God loves you and he loves me. And then he says, marvelous are your works. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory 
to God. And then David goes on to say, and that my soul knows very well. You see, you need to know this in the depth of your soul. It needs to become a reality to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He made you an individual with your own choices, with, your own, with freedom. He made you beautiful and creative and imaginative. The Bible says it as fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, you are different to everybody else. You are unique. You have a unique set of talents and giftings and abilities put together. The Bible says that he delights in your uniqueness. You know, sometimes it may sound like God wants everybody to be the same. Be a little soldier. Be a good little girl. Everybody dress in the same blue dress. Everybody wear the same hair. Everybody wear the same shoes. Everybody do exactly what I say. But God is not like that. God delights in your uniqueness. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Genesis 2 verse 19, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. And so Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. Amazing how God brought man into his creation and the important place that he gave him and shared creation with Adam. He brought it to Adam. He said, now, Adam, you see this one here? What will you call him? And Adam said, moo cow. And the Lord said, moo cow? That's its name. Amen. And then God said, now, Adam, look here, look here, look here what I did here. Adam, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? It goes, it's a liar. Woo, it's a lion. That's it, Adam. It's a lion. And whatever Adam named creation, God said, that's it. We do that. You know, it's amazing. We, we, uh, we have our families and we have our children and often our children give us nicknames. You know, you, you, they don't say you are, you are uh, Patricia. They say you are Gogo. Or your grandmother, or you may. I've heard all kinds of names that children called. I, I remember my, my little sister. Her name was Skokos. Where in the world do you get a name from that from? One of us, something sounded like her name is Sonette, but we all call her Skokos. Whatever the children say she is, that she is. She renamed my brother, the youngest brother that was named. You know, how much time do we as parents pour over calling our children the right name? I don't know about you, but we bought books and we thought about it and we prayed about it. And we looked around and we said, what kind of child is this? And then we carefully choose the name. And they chose the name for, for my brother. His name was Gert. But my sister said, Kini. Until today, he is kidney. 
You see, God delights in your individuality. What you say is important to Him. What you are is important to Him. You know, we accept it. We think it's wonderful. We adopt the name ourselves. I, I heard that even the Queen Elizabeth, she, she had a name, Lilibet. Lilibet. Because when she was small, she couldn't say Elizabeth. So she called herself Lilibet. And even her husband, uh, Philip, you know, King Philip that passed away, he still called her Lilibet. Because... Your individual perception and talents and giftings are unique and they are special. Hallelujah. Till today, God still calls a cow a cow. Because Adam said, it's a cow. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says God's got a special name for all of us. And I think it's an endearing name. Somebody say hallelujah. You see, dearly beloved, the thought that I want to bring to you today is that God delights in your individuality. And you are special. He delights in your uniqueness. Think of it. We all got our own fingerprint. We all got our own DNA. We all got our own talents. And you, he even gives you a talent and you choose what you can do with it. He gives you a talent uh, let's say to work with wood, you can use that talent to build furniture from it. You can work with wood and build houses with it. Or you can decide, I like wood so much, I want to sculpt it and become Michelangelo. Whatever gift and talent and ability, God delights in you. And you are special to Him. He delights in giving us that which we desire, whatsoever things you desire. Hallelujah. It's amazing how many times we think he is a, a dictator, but he's not. God gave you a free will. Hallelujah. And I heard somebody once said, no, God predestined everything in my life. It's not, it's not truth. God didn't predestine. He pre-knew. He knew what you would do. He didn't predestine. He's not a dictator. You're not a puppet on a string. You, the one that God created with your own uniqueness, and he loves you, and he is for you. He is not against you. Hallelujah. Our theme today, and I, I want to just wrap up our message today. Our theme today is man up. Those of you watching by a live stream, you would have had the, the clip behind me showing man up. And really by saying that, I'm saying to each and every one of us here today, don't be like everybody else. Don't be mediocre. You're not limited. God delights to see you flourish. Your Father in heaven loves you. And whatever things you desire, ask it of Him. Dream your dream. Put a vision out there and believe God because He will make it come to pass. I remember growing up in the back of Seaview, but I had a vision. I had a desire. I want to live by the beach. And God gave me a home by the beach. Little did I know my children would take it further and make me swim in the deep sea with sharks. But God gave me the desires of my heart. And he wants to give you the desires of your heart today.
God is a father to us. And I think this is why Jesus say, don't call any man father. Because he was dealing with people that while he was trying to show them God the Father, they said, no, Abraham's our father. They were stuck in religion. They were stuck in tradition. They said, this is the way that we're supposed to live, and we won't. He said, don't call any man father. And he wasn't against fathers because we know he also taught us to honor your father and your mother. So I, I had some people say, well, Jesus said, I must call no man father. So they, call their fa- they, they don't call their, their dad, daddy. And they say, hey, hey, old Jimmy. That's not what Jesus meant. Jesus meant don't find your limits in an earthly father. Look to your heavenly father and the way he created you and the gifts and the abilities and the talents that he gave you and please him by being wonderful. Please Him by being creative. Please Him by dreaming big. Please your heavenly Father by by manifesting the gifts and the abilities and the blessings that you have. Please God by being all that He called you to be. Dear saints, you are valued. And God delights, the Bible says, to give you the kingdom. We are kings and priests to God. We are sons of the Most High God. And the sky is the limit. Jesus said, above and beyond all that you can ask or think or imagine or dream. If it's in your heart, believe God and He will bless you. You see, you don't have to be limited. But in this limitless God, the dream that He places in your heart, you can fulfill and delight Him. So I want to say to you today, man up to the heavenly mark and potential that He placed in you. Be creative. Be brave. Be original. Be fruitful. Some never take that opportunity. Some never name that animal their name. Some never take the moment to appreciate that God loves them and that He wants to bless you and that He delights in your success. He delights in you. And fathers, today we bless every one of you. Saints, today we bless every one of you. And I want you to know your heavenly Father loves you. Your heavenly Father is for you. And of course, we can't all be preachers. We can't all be ministers. But we can be a testimony of Jesus Christ through our success, through our fruitfulness, through living lives that brings honor and glory to God. Hallelujah. And be a mighty witness. And I remembered as I was preparing this message that Pastor Fred used to often say that. Don't think that the only way to serve God is to have a microphone in your hand or to be full-time. You serve God by manifesting all that is placed in your life, by being successful, being fruitful, being kind and lovely and holy and raising a successful family and being a blessing. And that is your testimony. Listen, a voice that is built on a testimony has great power and great authority. People say, I can see you. 
I know that you serve a living God. I want to serve him as well. Hallelujah. So dearly beloved, today is Father's Day. And your heavenly Father loves you. And your heavenly Father has received you. And your heavenly Father delights in you today. And I want to say to each and every one of you, man up and be creative. Be beautiful. Be who God created you to be. Because you belong to him. And everybody said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I bless our wonderful fathers. I bless our wonderful families. And just before we close, one more moment. I want all of you to know that your heavenly father, as I spoke of Adam, though he was found in sin, he did not reject him. He did not condemn him. And you might be there today and say, Pastor Johnny, I failed God. I feel like such a failure. I know I'm a sinner and I feel guilty. My friend, I know that's what sin does to you. But today your heavenly father is reaching out to you in love through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, to wash your sins away and to receive you back to him. God the father is not angry with you. He's angry with Satan. He cursed the ground. He cursed the serpent. He never cursed you that if you come to him, you will not be lost, but he will save you. And if that's you today, wherever you are, I want you to just lift your hand before God. You might be out here in your cars. Just lift your hand to your heavenly Father and say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you did not condemn me, but that you love me and that you gave your son Jesus to wash my sins away. Heavenly Father, I repent of my sins and I believe that Jesus paid my price. Jesus' blood washes my sins away. By faith, I receive your forgiveness. And by faith, I give my life to you. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And now, Father, I receive forgiveness. I receive deliverance. And I give myself to you. Amen. Now, Father, all those who gave their lives to you today, let your glory be poured out. Let your compassion be poured out. Let your spirit rest on them. Father, I declare the breaking of every curse. Break every sin. Break every power of the enemy from them and set the captives free in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to our wonderful Heavenly Father. I got one more thing to say. Sunday was great, but Monday is better. God bless you. Love you as you go. We trust that you were blessed by this podcast and that you are inspired to be more like Jesus. If you seek Him, you shall surely find Him. If you have been touched by this message and feel led to sow into our ministry, please go to our website www.durbanchristiancenter.co.za or find our banking details in the description below. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube so you can have up-to-date information on all our church activities. Please feel free to drop us your contact details. We'd love to connect with you.